0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast, Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective. Three times a week, Wendy and his cohorts bring you all of the NBA insights and analysis that you need. That's Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is that time of week where we have a guest join us. Check him out on Brother from Another on the Peacock Network. Michael Smith, what's going on?
1: Not much, man. Good to see you. How you feeling?
0: Man, I'm all right, but I see something there, man. You you up there in the in the Connecticut way. Y'all still uh, in hoodies? It's short sleeve weather right now in New York, dog. Well,
1: honestly, it's that's all I really have. (laughs) I, I, you know, I still haven't transitioned out of my hoodies yet. So, (laughs) all I just grabbed it right fast. Like, you know, let me throw this hoodie all right fast. I
0: had that problem yesterday. I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. now I got to go back to the, uh, how exactly do I do this? I'm not exactly and, sure
1: how it plays. And then and then my arms all white and whatnot. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm light-skinned anyway. And then it's like even more light-skinned because it's been all covered up all winter. So I got I to gotta tan and all that kind of stuff first, you know. So I look a little weird without, without long sleeves on.
0: Yeah, you got to go out. Oh, you So you're going to have to go out there and do some work in the yard with no shirt on something, to get everything even out.
1: Go try to hoop in my son if I don't throw my back out. You know, do something outside. Get some some activity. Walk the dog a little bit more. Whatever you can gonna, do.
0: We're going to talk some NBA stuff, and I'm going to ask my favorite draft expert in this world, because Michael, Michael <laughs> Smith is the the, the Mr. Draft, because this has got some interesting stuff in it. But you just mentioned hooping with your son, because your son's what now, about 13?
1: Uh, for, He'll be 15. May yeah. 2nd, he'll be
0: 15, yeah. My uh, has he beaten you in basketball yet?
1: Oh my God, yeah, and that, and and I'm I'm gonna be, be honest. I don't want to hurt his feelings. That says more about me than it does about him, quite <laughs> right, honestly. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he is a three and D guy. He is a three and D guy. He's falling in love a little, a little too much with three pointers, and I try to get him to attack the basket a little bit more because he loves just camping out by that three point line. That's this this NBA two K Steph Curry generation. As I get on my old man soapbox and yell at clouds, but um, but no, he's better than me because I just say I ain't never really had it. See, yeah. I, I told you this, and you being you being like a Houston dude, you understand this, right? So I came up, because you and I both share an appreciation for Akeem Olajuwon. Right. So when I was in middle school, I never told you this before, I was in middle school, I was about 5'10", 5, 5'11", 5, in middle oh. school. So your boy had a baseline turnaround, a mean baseline turnaround jumper. I was out there on the block. See, I come from a time, as the you, money where the bigs didn't have to handle. So I never really learned how to handle then I stopped growing. Then I couldn't get on the court because I couldn't <laughs> handle, I couldn't shoot, and I couldn't rebound no more. And I wasn't, I wasn't effective in the post. So my career was over around ninth, grade.
0: But see, that's why I thought your son would never beat you because I thought you'd just knock his ass out, like, if I, if, yeah. I mean, just, just every time you think you' coming to the rim, man, you' going down. See, my pops was forty three when I was born, right? So uh, I missed out on his prime. My yeah, brother, forty three now. Yeah, my brother. However. Did not. And yeah. so the game with them was, and my dad had this with me too, first time it beat daddy, daddy give you $100, right? And my brother has so many stories of thinking it was coming, and then the hardest foul in the history yeah. of mankind takes place. All game point. Yeah. Yes. So my brother's got a little scar on the back of his head, like below the skull part right there in the fat part where, like, if you are a person who got hot dogs, where the hot dogs start. Yeah. And so it's game point. My brother, I think he said he gave daddy a left shoulder, went right. And in my head, I imagine like, Doon, doom do, 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 do. one doom, shining doom, moment. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> and he's going up. And next thing you know, he feels this chunk come out the back of his head because daddy was trying to reach and grab him by the collar. And before he could get to the collar, he got yeah. the, took a chunk of skin out his neck. What? Still got the collar, by the way, on the way down. Brought him down. and That was not the day of the hundred dollar coordination.
1: Not today. No, I mean, listen, I never like left any marks or scars, but I filed him hard. Like his first hard files came from me. I've been fouling him hard since he was a kid. Yes. Like he wasn't gonna go out, you know, in the park or, or at practice or in the game and be complaining to no refs about no files. Uh the crazy part is when the trash talk starts. Because I like, don't get your feelings hurt, because then you be talking to him like it's not your son. So mm-hmm. all the things that you have, like, all the, all the affirmations and all the nice things you said. Out about, the window. Like, out the window. Now you're just trying to hurt his feelings and get in his head. Like, what you getting upset for? What you getting upset for? Like, <laughs> go, go, cry, go call your mama. She he can't help you out here. Your mama can't help you out here. Like, so it's, bro, we've yeah. had some times. He gets me with the step back, though. You asked about, like, coming to uh-huh. the basket. He don't come inside on me. He get me with the step back. He just, you know, he got a nice outside shot. I can't well, that's what apart. I'm
0: saying. You got to take. it from me. He stay outside. You just got to get in his face. We try to go by you. Boom. You know, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta hit them all.
1: I just ain't just, as quick as I used to be, man. You know, let's yeah. do it
0: that way. <laughs> no, nah, man, playing. That's the thing. You, that element of trash talk. My dad would just be like, "Look, I am going to beat you, and you need to get over that and learn how to deal with it." It didn't even feel yeah. like trash talk. It just felt yeah. like, "Hey, I'm just letting you know how a to go. lesson. I'm about <laughs> right. to
1: beat you." Yes, yes. Process it. Yes, do something. About it. Get, come back and get better.
0: Yeah, I don't even think he cared about me coming back and getting better. I mean, I imagine there was some pride when I could finally beat him, but he was past his prime, so he probably had excuses. Do you still hoop now? Oh no, I ain't hooped in who knows how long. Man, I had a knee surgery when I was 15. Right. Yeah. And one of my goals for the rest of my adult life, I might get hurt, but I ain't getting injured.
1: I had mine when I was 16. What'd you do? I told my ACL, what'd you do? I grew too fast. Oh, okay.
0: I grew too fast and did. like my 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 stuff is still like a bit messed up, right? But, like, I realized I did not enjoy basketball enough, nor was I good enough at basketball to be out here putting myself through pain. Now, when I do, like, fairly physical stuff, I can tell there's an Achilles tear waiting for me. So close, yes. I can feel it.
1: (laughs) Dude, It's I don't know what it was, but one morning my back hurt getting out of bed. I'm like, yo, I'm officially old. It's like that comes up on you like that. It just sneaks up on you. So I'm with you, man. I'm super, super conservative in my athletic endeavors. I just don't want to end up in the hospital.
0: Yep, that's <laughs> so all I yeah. saying. I'm saying. I'm just trying to stay in shape, right? Which is why my
1: son beats me.
0: That's, that's part of it. I'm not trying to put him
1: in the hospital, and I ain't trying to end up in the hospital. And the latter is far more likely at this stage in my life.
0: Yeah, well, I like golf. I, don't, I mean, I don't get on the course so much, but I hit the driver range, do my workout, I do my yoga. I would say that I'm physically active, but I ain't really trying to engage in these fast twitch activities.
1: Hey, look, if I, if I get the need to play football, here's my outlets. (laughs) Fantasy, fantasy football or Madden. If that narcotic come calling again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Now we're
0: going to get to some NBA stuff, but since I have you here and you Mm -hmm. are a draft guy, you love the draft. I kind of like to pick on you about it a little bit, but it comes in handy in times like these. this time of year.
1: Yes. It's our time.
0: Do you realize, I think I got a text from one of my colleagues. I don't know if he said it out loud, so I ain't going to put his name on it. But he was all just right. like, you realize we're probably going to have three black quarterbacks at the top of the draft, all of whom are completely different. One of whom is perhaps the first quarterback I can think of getting slammed because he don't want to run. Not running.
1: I said the same thing. <laughs> I said I said that on the show. I was like, this is the because we were talking about it around the Super Bowl and, and, you know, having two black quarterbacks going against each other. I was like, yo, CJ Stroud getting criticized for not running. We can we actually have come a long way. Yes. Yes.
0: I had to say progress thought on that and just the general level of it where those three dudes are completely different right? Mm-hmm. All of them can move, including Stroud. Like, I get why people might be like, yo, you might want to run a little bit more, but it's kind of the, why don't you do it, damn it? That's a little different, you know, in the way that things go. But you got yeah. Bryce Young, who is the little homie, like, the Drew Brees cop comes out there, but I don't know if he got that, you know what I'm saying, that uh, mm-hmm. giraffe situation, right. Drew Brees out here his stretching not. his neck out, doing everything yeah. he can, yeah. man. I Boy, yeah. I tell you, you tell Drew Brees, I thought you were tall, I bet he fight you. <laughs> um, we have Stroud, who I remember the first time I really watched him play was the Rose Bowl game against Utah, mm-hmm. that game where, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigmas yeah game had, where, had 847 right. yards. <laughs> right. right, right. It was like, um, I'm done.
1: You've seen all you need to see out of me. I, will yeah, not play I don't even next know why he came <laughs> back. Like, like,
0: forget this. Um, but I remember watching that game and being like, oh, that might be the number one pick in the draft. Like, and, and it wasn't. After you do this a while, you just know it when you see it, right? Like You Mm -hmm. know like that's a guy that's going to go in the first round. The first time I saw Joe Burrow his senior year at LSU, I was like, oh, that guy's going to be the number one pick. Like You just know what the league wants. It's not even necessarily how great they are. But then there's Anthony Richardson, who I saw play one time while he was the backup at Florida as a freshman, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that's a first-round pick. I know Mm -hmm. that much. And then I watched him in that Utah game, and I was the next year, and I was like, Oh, that's the number one pick in the draft. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. And spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. I said something on here once Elle and I were talking and I was like, look, I like the high ceiling guy. And I said at the time, give me Anthony Richardson over Stetson Bennett. Of course the Georgia people went through the roof understandably and not entirely unfairly. But if you just see the quote, you missed the point. Right. When was that, by the way? Middle of la- like early last. Year. Yeah. Cause,
1: cause right. like in hindsight, that feels like, wait, people had a problem with you saying that?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> but at the time, yeah. you know, it yeah. was, well, I mean, I also thought they should have started JT Daniels over Stetson because you go with the high ceiling guy and I think they would have won a national championship with JT Bennett I think they don't want a national championship with me I mean, that's no shade to Stetson Bennett who became a very very good player but amazing sure. how confident you can get when you know one of these big motherfuckers is going to be open don't you worry right, right? right. Like, like we'll we'll work that part out but Richardson Richardson might be the most physically talented quarterback I've ever seen Yeah, Cam Newton included yeah
1: no I mean I, I don't I thought As of last year, and going back to Stroud for a second, Fields didn't run like that at Ohio State. Fields last year, I'm like, my apologies to Michael Vick, who's the most sudden and maybe the quickest quarterback we've ever seen. My apologies to Lamar Jackson, who, you know, is the most dynamic running quarterback we've seen. And then obviously you and I go back to the days of Randall Cunningham and so on and so forth. And of course, Cam Newton, as you mentioned. But Justin Fields right now is the best running quarterback I've ever seen. When you combine mm-hmm. speed, power, and elusiveness, I've never seen anybody like Justin Fields hurting people the way that he does when he mm-hmm. runs. Who, like, who am I missing? Like, can Cam- I Cam- my, I'm Cameron, not getting Cam his prop. Grill. Cam wasn't as fast. Cam, Cam was not as fast as,
0: as, as Justin No, was. no, no. He was not. But I can't think of anyone I'd want to tackle less. Yeah.
1: And, well, I'll tell you what. Oh, well, that's true. It's sort of, and here's the thing about Cam, and I'm, I'm going to get back to Richardson in a second. Sorry. Here's the thing about Cam, and tell me if this is if if, I, if this is revisionist history on my part. Because Cam, remember his first game against the Cardinals, what do he throw for, like, 380 yards or something crazy? Yeah, I think somebody it was 400. 400. Was it 400? He came out slinging his first game. Cam, except for around the goal line, was a reluctant runner. Cam was not somebody that was just, like, taking off and running. Cam was, like, a passer more than he was a runner, but when he ran, he was as good as anybody that, that did it. But I say all that to say Richardson has a chance to be the best dual threat quarterback we've seen because of I mean that that amount of size, that amount of speed, that that package you just you just don't see that, and not well, look, to say nothing of the arm as well.
0: That's well, I was about to say. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying yeah. this is going to happen. You say he could be the best running quarterback. With the talent that he has, he could be the best quarterback we've ever seen. Like that is the way He's a creative player. Yeah, the way far off ceiling. He is the creative player. Like, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen is the comp, and I made that early that Josh Allen is the comp, right? And Josh Allen is the guy that tricks you into thinking that you can fix the stuff that Richardson needs to fix. Yeah. Now, maybe accuracy typically don't get fixed. It typically doesn't get fixed. <laughs> yeah. And then Josh Allen did it. And yeah. now it's like, oh, but the thing with Richardson on accuracy is the problem seems so obviously correctable. And the thing that you're not going to need to fix, which is the hardest thing to fix, is he keep them eyes down the field when all them folks like pocket movement, processing all of that stuff. That you're not going to need to fix. What yeah. I think is going to ultimately do him in is ain't none of these teams going to have the patience to be like, son, we're not even giving you a jersey this year sit over there, watch what's going on. I'm not sure. I have no, I've seen no evidence to indicate that playing as a rookie makes you better down the road in your career. Just let them post yeah. up, let them watch, just do drills all the time. Yeah. Do that. Do the, do the, little study. Some of them are just
1: able to do it. It's almost like they weren't good because they played as a rookie. They're good. In spite of the fact they played as a rookie, like whether right. it's Peyton, whether it's Matt Ryan, whether it's Joe Burrow, you know, some of them could do it. The Colts though, the Colts could sit them. They could play Gardner Minshew this year. Yeah, you know, I think I think the Colts would be a team that could send it, that could afford I, to do it.
0: I think the Colts could get away with doing it. I think Carolina's going to take Stroud, so I think it's probably going to wind up being a move really. Forward. You're not buying
1: up. You're not buying the young smoke that's been dominating lately.
0: It is very difficult for me to believe that an NFL team is going to take a six foot black quarterback number one again. Maybe. I mean maybe six this, feet. <laughs> this this is what I say on that. And I'm not saying they're the same player, but most of the good things that there were to say about Baker Mayfield that you thought could overcome the height stuff is all the same stuff that you ultimately say about Bryce Young. You say Bryce Young is Drew Brees if you're optimistic. You could say Bryce Young is Baker Mayfield if you didn't want to be remembering that Baker Mayfield was an incredibly accurate, great, dynamic college football player, one of the greatest college football players of all time. If Young is closer to that, then I don't know. But I just don't – I have a hard time thinking that size matters in this league and taking that guy when there are reasonable options that are much bigger. I still can't believe they're going to do it.
1: The criticism for Baker as a pro, especially toward the end in Cleveland, was that – and help me out here – was that he wasn't seeing the field. Right, so is he not seeing the field because he literally couldn't see it? Right, he doesn't process things because yeah. the Bryce Young part, and this goes back to just like the progress that we've made. Talking about all being different, like I've had people tell me, people in the league tell me that Bryce Young could be an offensive coordinator tomorrow. Like his ability to process information, his decision making, all the things that make that that separate the physical freaks from the from from the guys that make it and the guys that don't. He's got it. He's got it all, all the intangibles, all the process and all the in, in intellect, all the intelligence, the ability to read defenses, to make quick decisions. He's crafty. He's savvy. It's like he just don't have a few inches on him. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it, especially in a place like Carolina where they got this a really good offensive line and they yeah. went and invested in the running back and they get a little bit more receiver help. I I love what Carolina's done, as a side note, just in terms of being this quarterback incubator. Like, they struggled to replace Cam Newton all these years, and David Tepper was like, okay, we're getting, you know, uh, a a coach with a QB background, we're getting a staff with a QB background, how are we bringing in Jim Caldwell as a consultant around this mug, and we're going to make whatever quarterback we pick, we're going to set him up for success. I think Bryce Young could be really, really, really good. I'm with you, though, that I, I would say Stroud, just given not only his physical makeup but what the dude is put on tape he's an exceptional quarterback he's the safer one and Richardson is if you want to swing for the fences because Richardson I I got a chance to talk to him at the combine and I was very impressed with him as as a person right yeah yes he is extremely mature and grounded you know he studied to be a firefighter when he was in high school
0: oh wow yeah, he was going to be a
1: firefighter. Like, Like he he went to a special school, I forget the name of it, in Florida, that trained him to be a firefighter. So he's a quarterback who's literally adept at putting out fires. And so, like, he's just got, he's got a great way about him. And the, And the thing that people don't talk enough about is say, oh, well, he hasn't played enough. Richardson got better as the year went on at Florida. And some of the mistakes he was making early in the season, he was not making later in the season. Uh, and he's got the work ethic. The thing you worry about with, with a lot of these young guys and inexperienced guys is, are they going to work to get better? Josh Allen worked at, at getting better. Yes. Anthony Richardson strikes me as the kind of guy that will work to get better. I would not have any fear of his 50%, whatever it was, completion percentage, or his flawed mechanics. I'll tell you another quick story. You've heard of Bill Nunn, the longtime yep. Steelers scout. Yeah. One of the things he used to always say.
0: Hold on, right, right fast for people who oh, are yeah. unfamiliar with Bill Nunn. Bill yes. Nunn was the, the the HBCU man, right? Correct. Yeah. He used like, to have,
1: so he worked in the Pittsburgh Courier. He had the uh, the the all of the the black college all American team that he put out every year, and he literally transformed the Steelers and the league by scouting HBCUs and drafting people like John Stallworth, for example,
0: Elsie yes. um, Greenwood. So,
1: yeah. So he so he basically helped build the Steelers dynasty, and it's the first black contributor to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This was year before last. But one of the things he used to do in the Steelers draft room was whenever people would give their reports, he would, you know, he'd be, he was in the back. He was that old man that sat in the back and he would interrupt him like, that's coaching, that's coaching. Don't tell me about coaching. Don't tell me about the things that they can be taught to do better. Tell me about their natural traits that cannot be taught. Tell me about the things that they have in terms of athleticism, in terms of their feet, in terms of movement, in terms of instincts, that we can't bring them in this building and let the coaches do their job and bring the best out of them. Way too much of quarterback conversations is whether these guys are finished product. When coming out of college, they ain't supposed to be finished products. So whatever Anthony Richardson goes, it's going to be incumbent upon like them, like you just said, to redshirt him or bring him along at his own pace. And for the coaches, like they did with Josh Allen, like Dave Ball and Tony Romo and everybody else that's working with Josh Allen, put him in a lab and got him better. It's like, hey, help this kid fix his flaws so that he could be the best he could be. That's why you get paid all the money you do as coaches.
0: All right. So a lot of things you said there, low key halfway have turned me into Anthony Richardson to Carolina. Now I will, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to there. But first thing I am gonna say is you made an interesting point about Bryce Young and the processing and everything. And a difference between he and Baker Mayfield is playing in Bill O'Brien's offense is probably doing better for you to prepare you for the NFL than playing in lincoln riley's offense like that's that's a note and something to remember when caleb williams comes around too right um but that like that one there is a fair question to ask but i had completely forgotten about them bringing caldwell in in carolina and what we know about caldwell what caldwell will do for you as a quarterback is help you clean up stuff right Mm -hmm. example one peyton manning and you for those of you who are new to this peyton manning thing Go look at when Caldwell started working with him, which I want to say was like 2002 or somewhere in there. Like he comes, you know, he's a, he's a Dungy guy in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Manning had a couple of struggleish years there. The 2001 season was absolutely terrible. And that's, yeah. that's the one where Jim Mora was so mad at Peyton Manning that it led to the playoff speech, which ultimately led to him getting fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go look, it wasn't so great there. Caldwell and Manning gives a lot of credit to Caldwell for helping clean up a lot of his stuff and get better and that is a large part as to why Caldwell ultimately got that head coaching job is because that was Peyton Manning's guy the other example was you saw a Matthew Stafford jump in Detroit and that's when Caldwell got there and the reason they brought him in was that improvement and what I remember Caldwell said when he got there was how are you going to fix this with Stafford he was like oh baby I got drills Like, he's just like, I know things to do to help this guy clean up these things that are his mistakes. So if we are bringing in the cleanup man to work with (laughs) Frank Reich, who at least at one point could figure out what to do with Carson Wentz, who was another guy who needed some cleanup when he got there. Anthony Richardson at number one, but Tepper's too impatient to not play him. But if we can get him in and not play him and just spend a year working with Jim Caldwell...
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. This and mean, don't forget the third example made this man a lot of money. Joe Flacco. That's
0: right. In a month. <laughs> he did Joe it in Flacco. a month. Bro, and what Jim His so resume about,
1: is impeccable.
0: What Quarterback so, whisperer, that's the guy. <laughs> Yo, what was so wild about that month is I did not think Caldwell did a good job as play caller offensive coordinator because it always seemed like they were in third Nate. And, and every time they were in third Nate, Joe Flacco would somehow figure out a way. Get that ball down the field and make it happen,
1: dude. They have spared no expense on his coaching staff. Jim Carway, one of the smartest coaches I've ever encountered. And listen, we could talk about Carolina and doing Steve Wilkes dirty, given the job that he did as a, as an interim, and and you know the plight of black coaches and him being just the latest and greatest example. But if you compartmentalize that for a moment and just look at the staff that they that they assembled. With, with Reich and Caldwell and Sean Jefferson and Thomas Brown and even Josh McCown. So, like, they got some dudes that know what it looks like.
0: Oh, they got, I didn't you know, know they hired Josh. He's the quarterback coach. He's the quarterback coach, yeah. For he's him. The quarterback coach. Yeah,
1: which is which is much better than the head coach. <laughs> he was supposed to be in Houston for the longest time, right? Remember, no. remember that? No. that? Yeah.
0: He he
1: is ultimately going
0: to be a <laughs> head coach. He will be,
1: but he's and- he, he, needs, he needs to take that progression. He couldn't right. jump from high school to, you know, to head coach the way they were talking about in Houston. I like Josh a lot, knowing as- he's with the Raiders. So he's going to be good for whatever quarterback they draft. So you thinking Richardson now? You like Richardson going there because of that, that that infrastructure?
0: If you've got the infrastructure to improve him, then, yeah, go ahead and do it. The ceiling, mm-hmm. I just think, is so much higher than you're going to get that's with, one uh, way to
1: replace
0: Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what it will wind up being. Let me tell you also when I realized that Anthony Richardson was a little bit more of a grown-up than you would expect at that age. Do you remember him changing his jersey number?
1: Oh, because of AR-15. Because he was like right. called AR 15. Yeah. But for yeah.
0: somebody at his age, and I don't know if it was his own idea if somebody put the bug in his ear, but to put out a statement and be like, hey man, nickname would be cool. I get it, but Nah, this don't look right. So I'm going to change yeah. my number to seven and we're going to remove me from any association with DAR 15. I'm like, yo, that's really wise. Like, I hate yeah. that you got to do it, but yeah. that is really wise.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's got a, he's got a great way about him, a great, um, his teammates like him, I'm pretty sure he was voted captain, um, Another thing, too, and, I, and I'll, I'll throw in Will Levis in this as well, man. It's like, and this is why, this is part of the reason why I love the draft, this is obviously it's all guessing. But you got to be in your convictions, you have to factor, if you convicted about somebody, you have to factor in, wait a second, like, what were they dealing with? What were their circumstances? Because, like, Will Levis, his, his junior year versus his senior year, it's two different players, partly because he was in two different sets of circumstances. His offensive coordinator went back to the NFL. His offensive line was gone. You know, Wondell Robinson gets drafted by the, by the Giants, so on and so forth. I mean, you know, what do you expect? Whereas Donna, was that a, was that a, a a situation ripe for Anthony Richardson to flourish in Florida? Is it, would that, would that be fair? Probably not. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is factoring in what they had to deal with, what they overcame, but how they led in spite of adversity. Cause to me, and I said, this about head coaches, man. Like, too many times when owners look for head coaches, they want the people who've been on the fast track. They want the wonderkins. They want the they want the geniuses. They want the guys that have won everywhere they've been. Nah, man, give me somebody that's been through the fire. Give me somebody that has like not only won, but also been a part of a rebuild or had to tear it down or had some difficult seasons and rebounded or led when things weren't convenient or when things weren't comfortable. So, like, give me a quarterback that you've seen how they handle adversity. It's almost like in Draft Day. Remember that corny ass movie Draft Day? Well, I watch it all the time this this, this time of year because I got some good lines in it. And 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 Kevin and and uh, rest in peace. What was uh, Va- Vontae Mack? <laughs> Vontae Mack. Um, he says to uh, to Kevin Costner's character. He says, um, "Hey, watch him in this game. Watch how he re- he reacts in this game." And, and you can see the fear when the rush is coming. It's, it's the same thing with these quarterbacks to me, man. It's like, hey, what are they like when things aren't going well? How do, how do their teammates respond to them when things aren't going well? How do they carry themselves? That says t- as much to me about a quarterback as one who thrives behind a great offensive line. No disrespect to anybody who had it. Now, I'm not trying to take a knock at Stroud or anybody like that. But who, th- who thrives behind a great offensive line. Um, who thrives with great wide receivers whenever when everything is going well? So, you know, that yeah, that chat with character, uh, Vontae Mack, the one that ended up going number one overall, he was like, Yo, look at this quarterback when the heat is on, how he responds. So, to me, when it comes to Will Levis, or even when it comes to Anthony Richardson, when stuff was going poorly, I like what I saw from both of those guys.
0: I'm gonna say this about Will Levis, though, I done seen people try to talk themselves. Into Blaine Gabbert over Cam Newton, I didn't see people. I say over themselves... Richard. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I didn't see people try to talk to themselves into Jake Locker Ooh. over Ooh. him. Right? I've seen people try to talk themselves into a lot of illogical quarterbacks under these circumstances. You feel me? I the, ain't the guy.
1: The guys that struggled. Yeah, certain,
0: G- I guess but I, I was another one like that. Yeah. yeah, I ain't seen nobody try to talk themselves into Will Levis over any of these other three gentlemen. W- which, gotcha. knowing what we know about the world and the way yeah. that evaluation what goes, that tells saying? me what does that he, say? Yeah, he must not be as good as those other guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, okay, no, that's that's well, well done. So basically, you're saying like, so Locker at Washington, Gabbard at Mizzou. Uh, Cutler at Vanderbilt. Yeah, they all were getting. They all were getting that benefit of the doubt.
0: Nobody's doing that. Maybe that's a marker of progress, or maybe that is a staggering indictment of Will Levis. I I've not heard some which of it. What
1: it is? No, I, no, I've heard some. I've heard some. Some. Now, it maybe not. As, maybe it's not as prominent. But I've heard. I've heard people account for the fact that yes, he did not play very well. I'm not necessarily talking about his performances past year. Like, oh, he. No, no, right no, side. no, no.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm not pushing back on what you're saying. I'm just saying I know the industrial complex in producing these draft evaluations and who gets where and when yes. and why yes. and who gets the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and who yeah. gets overrated and who yes. does not. And yeah. even with all of that happening, even every now and then, I hear somebody say <laughs> they want to take Hidden Hooker over him. And all, all I'm saying is, Will Levis's daddy cannot understand why nobody is giving his boy his rightful props.
1: <laughs> well, 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 First of all, you win for for uh, using industrial complex in this context. Which <laughs> you went for that one. Hendon Hooker, though. Now you talking? Oh, you're now not? you talking? Oh, I'm all, oh, I'm all on Hendon Hooker. Oh, I love me
0: some Hendon Hooker, boy. That, even though he's I mean... old, even though he's old, coming off the knee injury.
1: Well, but the Neil Heel. Here's the thing about old. Oh, how old is Josh? How old is um uh, Jordan
0: Love at this point? Probably about 25.
1: I mean, we about we already talked about Anthony Richardson, probably got to sit. Yeah. I mean, get I, I mean, I don't 25, like, okay, quarterbacks play until they're like 35 anyway. Fair. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't need a guy that's 21 or 22 thinking like, because I don't think he's I don't think he is beyond development age I don't think Hendon Hooker can't get better
0: I don't nah, think he's reached his peak but how good is he when he's not the oldest player on the field that's my question like being 20 that physical and mental maturity matters now he put up the incredible numbers he might have won the Heisman if he had not gotten hurt the question I've heard is and again it's not his fault he ran the offense that was in front of him but how much can you tell about all the other stuff the defense reading stuff and everything else coming out of Heifel's offense
1: no, no, and that, and that's fair, and that is very fair. From what I understand, in meetings and in conversations and on the proverbial chalkboard or whiteboard or whatever it is they use nowadays, he's aced it. He's got it. He's super, super smart. Um, I think that maturity, yeah, is there something to be said for having an edge on your competition? Sure, but in the league, I think that helps in terms of being able to step in earlier than later and plan. That's true. Um, I, I like the kid, man. I think he's got he's. First of all, okay, here we go. More progress. Sneaky athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dude can move. He can move. He can run. Um, he's got a really good arm. I mean, I'm I'm sold on him, man. Like I'm no I'm no you know quarterback expert or nothing like that. I like to think I know when I see it, but man, I I think that's the dude that I would be really trying to angle to get. Um. Like late in the first round, get that extra fifth year option on him, you know, especially if he's gonna sit this year rehabbing. Man, somebody like Minnesota, bro, that'd be a no brainer for me. Yo,
0: and they are steady. They like somebody, anybody, <laughs> everybody, come take this job from Kirk Cousins. We know where this is not gonna go, even though, look, back, you know? Kirk Cousins was a legitimate pro bowler last year.
1: Is Do you a, I feel like an oxymoron, but I agree with you. But I mean, but the st- Pro Bowler, what is that nowadays? The starter, <laughs> but the starter was Geno Smith. He was. And um those were I, the Tyler Huntley was in the Pro Bowl, too.
0: Yeah, no, but though, but Tyler Huntley was like after what nobody else show up.
1: Right. Geno right.
0: Smith and Kirk Cousins were the one and two quarterbacks in the NFC last year. Like there's 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 really no way around that. They were the two guys. Yeah and interestingly and where this is going to be uh, it kind of plays into the discussion we're having about where these quarterbacks are going to go they were the only two quarterbacks worth a damn last year like between like 30 and 40 yeah that was between 30 and 40 yeah oh like once you took like a tom brady out of the sample
1: right Stafford was hurt yeah
0: Stafford was hurt It, it was those guys say to me Seattle who got themselves lucky because that second that, that that pick they got high this year that's a uh, From that's what the Jamal Adams trade right Russell Wilson trade yeah, My bad. They, nailed that. yeah they, they got that look they the ones they need to go find a way to get Richardson or if they can get hooker find a way to go pull that off because you you playing with surplus capital right now Detroit yeah I'd be trying to find a way to move up and get Richardson and ride this Jerry golf thing out as long as we can because I mean yeah I just, don't know how long that's going to go as well as it did for the last half of the season.
1: See, that's why you'd be a good GM, and that's why you was great in franchise mode. Because you know <laughs> that if you up at the top of the draft when you're really not supposed to be up at the top of the draft, you get a quarterback. Like it's it's like going out to the grocery store and like you get certain things at the grocery store, whether you need it or not. Like you right. get some bread, you get some yolk, because you're gonna need it. If you need if you are NFL team and you don't have a young quarterback. You don't want to be in a position where you like where you're Houston or where you're Carolina and you you up there for the wrong reasons. Surplus capital is perfect. You're like yo, we up in the top five. Yo, if there's a quarterback we're taking here, let's take that dude now. Sit him, and then when we need him, we got him. As opposed to going on this search farm. Gre- Green Bay's done it. Like they might have pissed off their last two quarterbacks, but guess what? They Green Bay ain't looking for a quarterback. Yeah.
0: I want to take a quick moment before we get out of here. uh, Man, this time flew. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Talk about these uh, NBA playoffs that I am very interested in as we speak. We are um, in the midst of the play in, but the Lakers won last night. I was going to say on Tuesday night. I want to make sure I get my dates right. people. Lakers won on Tuesday night over Minnesota. This means they get the game against the Grizzlies. And Dylan Brooks has already said he would love to put LeBron out early. And I think the Grizzle need to be very worried. I've been a Laker skeptic all year long. I can't believe where they are. But these are the two things for me. One, Jared Jared Jackson Jr., probably defensive player of the year, has had a history in the playoffs of being a hackmaster, And Anthony Davis is out here looking like an MVP level player. They got to do something with that. Number two, they are thin up front. The Grizzlies, like Brandon Clark's out. Steven Adams out. How does this go? Like not like the Lakers are coming out here with the Twin Towers, but still, sure. This 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 could go bad. This could go very bad, very quick for the Grizzlies. I'm not saying it will, but it could.
1: Yeah, no, the Grizzlies, if they're not careful, could be that team that was like Sound and Fury, signifying nothing. Like they could they could end up being like all talking, like got nothing to show for it. You know, like supposed to be next, but but never really take that next step. Listen, man, the Lakers had the best record in the league. Is, is it since the trade deadline or the, or the Western Conference, as you said?
0: Western Conference, Is it since yeah. the
1: trade deadline or the All-Star break? I one think it's the trade deadline. We're the top five defense. They're looking real bubblish right now. They're looking real bubblish when, when everybody's healthy. And you neglected to mention one Austin Reeves. Because I was thinking about you last night. Because I knew what we were going to be talking. I was like, man, I know Bomardi would feel me on this. Does anything energize and excite no, a fan base? Nothing. Other than nothing, a white boy that came no, out of nowhere. <laughs> nothing.
0: Nothing. Nothing in this world. People going, nothing uh, in this world. listen,
1: my man gets props. He has balled out what seventeen points in March. Yeah. He yeah. has. He's been a revelation. But there's something about the about the industrial complex. There's something about the excitement that that type of story brings to an NBA community. It's
0: just crazy. He is a legitimately good player, so I don't want to patronize him. Yes, it's kind of the same thing with Caruso. And part of now the difference, though, for me with Austin Reeves and Caruso is largely um, aesthetic. In that Austin Caruso is not giving you "Boy Next Door" like I might have who played Indiana vibes, right? Right, his name ain't Austin Reeves. Yeah, yeah, that's not not (laughs) what Caruso's giving you. Austin Reeves is a little different. Other thing that's very interesting, do you notice that none of the white dudes in the NBA that, like, get to that place ever got no tattoos? Like, do you notice that the white dudes in athletics who do, for lack of a better term, the black people things, they ain't never the ones that's tatted up. Like, them white, them Jason Kelsey and the white boys on the line, they be tatted Uh down to the cuticles. You know what I'm saying? Them, 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 Them receivers... And these hoopers, for whatever reason, they are like nah nah hmm. nah nah nah. They're gonna get it confused if I go too far. <laughs> never, never get right. to that place. But no, right. Really. My name
1: ain't Dante. I can't be getting these. I
0: can't be even, getting no e- even even white Dante ain't tatted up. <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's not like white boys don't get tattoos, but it's the right. wildest thing right. when they get in them spaces, they're not there unless you the bird man, who by the way, when I was in Miami for them championship runs, yeah. LeBron James could jump up. Tap the banner, come down and dunk, and it would not get an ovation like Chris Anderson blocking somebody's shot. Man of the people, man of the people. (laughs) No, they was they was given the MVP chance for Austin Reeves in that
1: game. I'm telling you, what a what a story. But now, but all all, in all seriousness, the the bottom of the West bracket might be more intimidating than the top of it. I mean, from four, I would say four, not not five, but I would say four down. Um, no, I mean, the, the Lakers could seriously knock off the Grizzlies and I could, I could see them. Who would they get? So if, if Lakers are at they would seven, get the, oh they, two, they
0: would get the Sacramento Golden State winner. Ooh. Oh, no, no, the no.
1: The Sac- no. Sacramento have a chance to be anything other than a good story? Cause I cannot wait to watch that game Saturday night. Did cannot you, wait?
0: Did you see this? That apparently Sacramento has not played a game on ABC. Since the first night that ESPN had the NBA package, which is the year LeBron? 2002. LeBron, well, okay, no, the,
1: wait, but LeBron Le, on ABC. You said ABC because LeBron's first game was against Sacramento, wasn't But that
0: wasn't on, but I remember that game was not on that, that game, wasn't nowhere for you to watch. It wasn't,
1: oh, okay, nope. I guess I just remember the highlights, okay? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they, no, no, so no. they haven't been on, on ABC since 02, since
0: 02. Literally, wow. I mean, literally. It was that's, why they, that's why them tickets cost $500. <laughs> the first night of the package. Wow. They had not wow. been. Nobody has seen them play. We just hear everybody saying they can't win. Everybody saying they're not good enough. Everybody say they don't play good enough defense. Da, 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 da. All this stuff, right? I feel like Sacramento this year has been like when Andre Ware won the Heisman and they was on probation. So nobody saw them play on television.
1: It's a good pull right there.
0: I was, watch, I was watching, I was watching. Andre, take. where? Ooh. No, I was watching first take, and Stephen A. was talking about it. And he was like, De'Aaron Fox the bonus? He, was, then he said, uh, I forget who he's, I think he may have been talking about Perk. He said, and our man Kendrick Perkins reminded me that Harrison Barnes is on the team. Like people don't even remember who plays for Sacramento. I have no mm. idea if they can or cannot beat the Warriors, but if they cannot, mm. there is a chance that we could get Lakers Warriors and if we mm-hmm. don't get Lakers Warriors under that scenario where the Warriors win we get Grizzlies Warriors which is just as good if not yeah. better we got a good chance at Denver versus either the Clippers or the Suns which oh, is a fascinating yeah. first round series is any that I have seen like the West yeah. they going to have a sleepy cuz them games is going to be something all the way through in that conference
1: you ain't never lying. That's why. I, that's why I woke up this morning just throwing a sweatshirt or a hoodie because because your boy slept in after last night.
0: <laughs> I try. I gave that game all I could. I was like, Minnesota got up big. I was like, it ain't gonna blow it because I watched them in last year's uh, playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They gonna find a way to mess this up. And then I went to sleep and woke up and saw that it in fact happened. And of course, it happened the way that I thought it would happen, which is Carl Towns looked like a monster in the first half. And yeah. then apparently after I went to sleep he went right back to being Carl Towns. What happens
1: if Minnesota when Rudy Gobert gets back? What if, what happens if they lose to uh to OKC or New Orleans?
0: Dude, I have I was wondering the same thing. Like they they're playing with their season on the line and this dude they just traded four first round picks and as my man Dan pointed out that I forgot when we talked about this last time, and Walker Kessler, who I'm not mm-hmm. sure in Minnesota, that uh, Utah would trade straight up for Rudy Gobert even if the salaries matched at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. He's coming back. The dudes on the team clearly don't like him. I don't know how I feel about the idea that somebody called Rudy Gobert a b-. He punched him for it. And the dude that called him a b- didn't have to say nothing. You know how mad I would be if I got punished for stealing off on somebody for calling me a didn't that dude get to act like he was right that is the most staggering indictment of all of this because when kevin durant did not punch draymond for calling him a, we all acknowledge draymond was wrong for that
1: and he was yes and he and he got not just criticized but even internally they let him know "Uh uh-uh can't can't have that right in this case it felt like kyle anderson basically said the quiet part out loud
0: within within minnesota and, and and everybody seems to be like, well, what if he is? No, that, no, 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 no. Like, I get you. The dog's hollow. <laughs> there, there there may be something to that, but we don't know. You don't, like, I did you see where also I thought it was interesting where Draymond made the point. He was like, yo, I actually got some respect for Rudy because he stood up for himself. And I'm like, wow, okay, me and Draymond seem to be the only two people on this island. Like, all right, at least you did something about it.
1: Well, I would. Th- here's here's what I would say. I would say, can't co- can't go calling him a b- and not expecting to get a reaction out of it. You can't get called a b- and just take it without perpetuating and confirming that you are infected, b- which is why that word will always get you fired off. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> it's like this was this was the only, this was the only way this is going to happen. If I'm Monday morning quarterback this thing, if you go punch him, punch him because getting suspended for that wasn't worth it. That juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Punching him in the upper shoulder or whatever you I mean, pushed him real hard with, it's like that wasn't even worth it. That didn't I, even, it didn't even, you didn't even connect. To, it wasn't, I mean, it's clearly you know? it clearly
0: wasn't what he was trying to do. He just, mm-hmm. he had, he, he tried, he had to go with the go go gadget, given what the circumstance was.
1: I, I okay. I, I just look like somebody that don't know how to punch or just not used to punching, which is fine. I'm not saying he should. He's not. A, he's a basketball player, not a boxer. Yeah, that was just that was just a weak punch, and it and like you go get suspended, get suspended for real for, for something for real. But having said all that, Rudy Gobert, there are degrees of wrong. Should Kyle Anderson have said that, and more more so should he have said that and not expected a reaction? No, but you can't go you can't go punching a teammate or punching a teammate on the sideline in the middle of a game. No, you're right. Like you, you just they, can't they, do it. No they, matter what they call you, you, can't do it.
0: No, you're right. You are one hundred percent correct about that. Because you know Kevin Garnett has said
1: worse to teammates and opponents, for example, that have not punched him.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, okay. I saw JJ talk about this on his pod because he said it made him angry to see the thing with Rudy. And his thing was like, um, you know, I've heard that said about guys on the team so many times and nobody did anything, da-da-da. But come on, man. We watched the lip-reading part of it. Yeah, That wasn't one of those that happened every day, right? Yeah, That wasn't a... and by the way, yeah, there are degrees because, of it. Kyle Anderson telling Rudy, go block some shots. And Rudy being like, go get some rebounds. And your yeah. response being, you a what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was also too, like, cause there was a story and people have cited this, the, you know, Kyle Anderson, I wouldn't Rudy go say Kyle Anderson's kind of aggressive, but I try mm-hmm. not to take it personally. Something like that. It's like, there's also, you got to consider the history and the context. It's like, Somebody saying you a that you ain't already got some kind of level of professional tension with is Correct. one thing. But it's not it's not so much hit dogs holler, it's more like I didn't have it with your <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't care who around, I don't care what the circumstances is that you didn't call me because it probably wasn't Kyle Anderson's first time calling
0: him uh, a I don't know. I don't I don't nah, 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 I think or
1: if not maybe he didn't use the word. he's intimated as much I don't think that I don't think that happened in a vacuum is what I'm getting at I think that was the culmination of a season's worth of frustration I agree
0: agree with the culmination part I agree with that in the end but I still say the biggest problem Minnesota has top to bottom and I know that people are just going to think I'm picking on this dude but whatever (laughs) the fact that they even thought they needed to trade four first round picks to get Rudy Gobert in the first place is a staggering indictment of Carl Towns
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and the second half of that game from what you guys have told me was again a staggering diamond to of carl towns yes anthony Edwards shot three for 17 all of that right get that but you carl towns in year seven going into year eight should yeah. not need you to go call in backup
1: no if you have a center why are you trading for a center
0: because they don't have a center
1: they got <laughs> no, they, they have towns. a glorified power forward yeah
0: yeah i mean he's he's yeah. ralph sampson like that's the yeah. game that he wants to play Is kind of any ball version of Ralph Sampson. Now, of course, Big Vic gonna come out here and Big Vic is everything we thought Ralph Sampson possibly could have been times 1,000. That's a whole... Like, if Ralph Sampson had handles.
1: If Ralph Sampson could shoot a three and follow yes. his own miss <laughs> and dunk it, like, like where did he do that at? Yeah. He
0: landed... that The part of that play that is so impressive is not just that he did a step-back three and then got the... Re, uh, he got his own tip dunk. It's not just that when he got the tip dunk, he barely, like, jumped. Yeah. Is that the guy had the reason he didn't get boxed out is because the dude guarding him had to get out of the way to stop from getting in the landing area. But Big Vic landed on one leg and went straight forward off of that one leg. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he yeah. took the shot, both feet hit, and then he had to like scramble and get his feet right. No, he landed on one leg and went straight forward. And it was like, I'll watch.
1: Not that not that there's any question about him going number one, but like going back to NFL draft, remember Jadevian Clowney on yes. uh, was it Mike Hart and uh, was that the Citrus Bowl? I forget the dude's name. name. Was but it Mike Hart? I know. You talking about Vince From or Michigan? Or yeah, yeah. And he and he just like dislodged him and it, from the football yes. and his helmet, and that play just is on loop over and over again. It's like hey, hey Jadevian Clowney throwing the film. Nope, just this one play. Like one Benyana. Nope, one play. All you need to see. All you need to see about this dude is that one
0: play. Let me tell you something. I could watch that over and over again. Let me tell you something. Once the lottery's over, if I'm a a scout or anybody on the team that gets the number one pick, baby, we about to have the easiest two months at work we done ever had. (laughs) I ain't watching no videos. Yeah, right. Like all these times, you know, you you always see they do all these like perfunctory things just to go like when some guys had the pro day ah you just go to show up you know see what yeah. it is or whatever yeah but like like when john elway was coming out right I mean, we don't yeah. need to go we don't need to go to no right. we, can we can save go. y'all a
1: bunch of time man <laughs> like,
0: like why like, are you listen, even having to come in the
1: office yeah. yeah
0: like there's so many dudes i'm like why are you even at the combine
1: yeah
0: like you just want to go to indianapolis you never been there before okay i guess
1: dude this is my favorite time of year these two I, these two drafts I appreciate you, man. You just started my day off right. <laughs> Talking talk, NFL draft with my boy, you know, you know I live for this. I did
0: that for you. I live for it. I really, I, I, I knew you'd be so excited and we could do it without getting super dirty in the weeds. On another day, we could talk about, um, I'll just ask you this right quick. Are you yeah. what, don't take a don't-take-a-running-back-in-the-first-round guy? For the most part. For the most part, it sounds like but it sounds like you feel the same oh, way I do about oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I mean that's certain dude. I mean, I don't care
1: about Saquon Barkley's career has you know obviously he's had some injuries. Uh, I don't care about Ezekiel Elliott not making it through the second contract. He was great for the, for for several years. I mean, if you if you got a dude that's just like generationally special, because like okay, if we, if we were doing a draft over from last year. You mean to tell me somebody ain't taking Brees Hall in the first round?
0: Right. I mean, Todd I Gurley's my example. Has Sean McVay looked like a genius since Todd Gurley got hurt?
1: I mean, he looked pretty good last year, the oh, I mean, year before last. Year he looked
0: last. pretty. I said, he. I mean, he looked pretty good. I yeah. said, has he looked like, like a, genius? a genius? An offensive
1: genius? Yeah, yeah that's fair.
0: If you, go, yeah, no. if you go run 11 personnel all the time in yeah. the way that they do, Having a Todd Gurley changed everything. Go look at all the touchdown numbers he put up and everything else, right? Like, look how much, look at Kyle Shanahan looking like a genius, extra more again after they went and got Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, guys like that just take you to another level. But if you're just trying to be functional, then to answer your original question, I would, I would, like, it would have to be he didn't have to be super, super exceptional.
0: Well, like, I know? get not doing it, like, in the top five or whatever. I think the argument is silly when you get late in the first round where the money isn't yeah. that big, and you're basically yeah. paying what you would pay a decent veteran that you would pick up off the scrap heap and think that you yeah. figure it out way. But if you got a dude that you can split out wide, like, the point yeah. I made on here was you telling me if Marshall Falk is in this draft, you're not taking him in the first round?
1: LaDainian Tomlinson? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a lot of dudes that have been gone in the first round and and been it has been great return on on that investment. And so I also no, I'm, I'm I'm a best player person in the first round. If that best player happens to be a running back. I'm taking. It. I'm not going to say, oh, he's better, but he's a running back, and we can get somebody in the four. Like, no, what's your grade on him? You know? Yeah.
0: But I also feel like this too. Running back, the easiest position to figure out if it's a beast. Hmm that's the one like, like, I don't, we don't get those wrong very much. Like nobody was like, wow, I can't believe Adrian Peterson's out here looking like an all pro. <laughs> right.
1: Well, that was the, the funny part was uh, <laughs> when my man went, uh, he went, I was thinking, I was talking about him in another context the other day. I forgot what it was. You remember when Adrian Peterson, they drafted him seven and his rookie year, he was splitting time with, uh, what was it? Uh, Chester, uh, Chester Taylor, Chester Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was returning kicks and split time with justin taylor one of the greatest running backs adrian peterson
0: was splitting time his freshman year at oklahoma
1: see when he should have been in the nfl speaking of splitting time i know we don't have a whole lot of time left we could talk about this another day the backup at texas rashawn johnson
0: yeah he's good you want to talk about like waiting to take
1: a running back? I would gladly take him in the second. If I got him in the third round, that's stealing money. Second round, but that that dude is a monster. Just so happened to be behind Bijan Robinson.
0: I also would just like to take this brief moment to point out that with these guys that we have discussed and a five-star recruit at quarterback and some other players that we won't name right now, Texas checked in at a robust eight and five.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: man. (laughs) No, I don't. You know, I don't root for them no more. So I'm just letting everybody know, like this is, this is, way to go, Sark. See you, big dog. Way to, good luck, Arch. I really don't know what your man Arch was thinking. Yeah, Arch might not start for two years. I mean, like, I really don't. I don't understand. I'm glad I don't do that no more. That's all I'm glad you didn't got off that narcotic. That is right. (laughs) That is michael smith check him out on brother from another on the peacock network my man i appreciate you always a pleasure bo thank you sir ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for joining us here on the right time thanks for watching us on youtube we do this three days a week Adi Khan, parker always dan stansing handling everything behind the scene thank you gentlemen remember follow the right time rate us review us give us five stars you only give us four stars i'm inclined to believe you are a hater and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days take it easy